Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Toastgirls Podcast. My name is Sybil. Today I'm joined by Billy. Say hello, Billy. Hello, mate. How are you? Very well, mate. Very well. Considering Liverpool have just got through today for the Cup <laughs> final. And the quadruple is still on, my friend. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Also, I promise not to, to just abandon you um, in StreamYard and leave you alone like Jed did. Yeah, um, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> for any listeners that aren't aware, you need to go to the Total Screamers Twitter page. or I don't know if it was on Instagram as well. And uh, and see Billy's reaction for, for Jed just cutting off, <laughs> leaving <laughs> without saying goodbye it's just fucking mwah, perfect alright <laughs> <laughs> oh, righty Billy boy let's get into this uh, we got FA Cup to talk about um, Liverpool have just defeated Manchester City uh, and a well, I mean, I think the scoreline flatters Man City a little bit and a, and a, so. yeah for a, for a 3-2 win uh, for Liverpool though it was, a, it was a quite a squeaky bum time last sort of five or six minutes mm-hmm. in the match uh, but yeah uh, the the first half of this was probably the, one of the best I've seen from Liverpool this year, or yeah. in, a, in a sort of twelve-month calendar sort of basis, because it was it was very impressive. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I completely agree. I was really impressed with how Liverpool came out. You know, last week it was very much a, a case of Man City coming out and attacking them. Liverpool were a bit like, "Oh, hang on, what's what's going on here? We're not used to this." And then this week it was. The, the same, but just the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> Liverpool just came out ready, out the gates, strong. And Man City, it, it seemed to me like Man City were a bit like, they they weren't expecting it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And they, they just got caught. And I mean, you don't help yourself when you give Mane. I, that wasn't the first goal, actually, was it? Second the, uh, goal. Yeah. I can't, I, I don't know what's happened to me. I can't remember the first goal. For the it was Kanati. <laughs> It was Kanati. Ah, you probably one, can't yeah. remember it because it was so early on in the match, but it was Kanati. Um, yeah. Third goal we scored in April. Um, we'll come out to talk about Kanati a little bit because I think he's actually going to be a bit of a proper player, you know, mm. real, real yeah. player. Um, but yeah, carry on and your thoughts in the match in general. Um, yeah, and then, you know, they you score that goal and you kind of expect Man City to come out a bit more. 
But Liverpool just dictated the play. And Man City really didn't have a, a, a lot, if anything, to offer in that first half. And then you give away such a soft goal for the second. And then you, you try and keep it tight then. Because at 2-0, if Man City get a goal back, then it's 2-1. Yeah, it's game it's, on. It's game on again. And then that third goal was just spectacular, wasn't it? The oh, ball beautiful. From Trent, the diagonal <laughs> ball from Trent is one of the best passes I think I've ever seen on a football pitch. He does them, play, he does the them for fun as well. It. Yeah, the play that followed it, then Thiago's pass over to Mane and then the volley into the bottom corner. I mean, what a goal. I love those, it was like, just game over from them, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so those oh, outside of a bit outside of the boot volleys that just kind of, mm. like, they're, they're travelling, but they're kind of floating almost. Yeah. They're just, oh, they're just, <laughs> superb goal superb goal um, I thought it was I thought, I thought listen, the, the first half I thought was absolutely tremendous by Lord, but I thought they just it's very rarely you see the, the colours of Man City these days dominated in that fashion but Liverpool were by far away the uh, the better team in that first half I mean City maybe started quite well um, but after a few minutes Liverpool kind of got a foot on the ball and uh, and just City was just nowhere near it shocked but like you said, but that is something I'm going to come on to is City or well, Pep rotated heavier than he should have for this match quite clearly. Definitely. Um, I don't know why he didn't prioritise this match given it's a mm. semi-final at Wembley. Um, yeah. Poor Zach Steffen. Like, I've heard a lot of good things about him. He's he's the international US keeper. He's highly rated um, by the US fans, obviously. As I think this is either his only third game of the year or he's only played uh, three games play- previous to mm. this. It's a big ask for him to come in and yeah, uh, to to especially because there's such a there's a narrative around Liverpool City now so it's like there's the pressure comes in those games alone you know and mm. I mean I don't I don't grudge the other rotations Fernandinho's an extremely experienced player although I think he struggled in this match I don't think he had a good good game mm. at all uh, Zinchenko yeah. is a capable player he's a he's a very strong player for um Ukraine uh, and but Zach Steffen he, the error leading to goal and even outside that he had a pretty difficult day. Yeah. I think in. I think the poor the first goal as well was poor from him. I think after the header from Canate, it almost seems if he just let it go over his head, there was no real attempt mm. to make a save. Yeah. Um I feel like if if I think they said it at half time as well. Um if Edison was in goal, I don't think that goal goes in. He's a great shot um, shot stopper and, mm. and Edison although he does play, you know, quite you know, dangerously with his feet. We'll say dangerously, because he's 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 quite happy to hold on to the ball for quite a long time, yeah. and so he's so is Allison as well. He's opposite number. Like, listen, Allison and Ederson are virtually the same keeper with a few minor differences. <laughs> to be quite honest, I would say Allison is a bit more comfortable um, with the ball at his feet, and I would say Ederson's distribution is a little bit better than mm. than Allison's. But other than that, they are just two top class keepers. I mean, they're they're they're, they're in the top. I don't know, but you'd put them in the top five in the world at the very least. Maybe 100%. you know, at the end of this season, they might they might be taking that place as you know. Now, now that obviously Neuer's had exited the Champions League, you know, one of these keepers could be a Champions League winning keeper this season. So, mm. um, be yeah, very I think shocked if neither of them are. To be honest with you, you don't need to rest keepers either. There's there's no. virtually no reason to rest a keeper. Um, so why what did, what does Pep get from? I would other, I would if I was Pep, I would play Zach. I, it makes more sense to me to play Zach Steffen in the final than in the semi-final against yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. Because I, I, he's I going to be either up against Palace or Chelsea. Palace and Chelsea are obviously going to play tomorrow, but that's an easier day than, than Liverpool because it's not yeah. surrounded by this. Maybe Chelsea and City have a bit of a narrative. 
Um, just I understand because. why you'd say that, but I just think in in an FA Cup, especially when you get to the latter stages, like you say, semi-final, final, I think in those situations, you just need to be playing your best team possible. And I understand that Man City had a very tough game midweek. You know, we've chatted about that before. Um, but And they've got a very competent squad. So I can understand the changes. You know, they had De Bruyne and Walker out injured, obviously. So changes are neither here or there outfield. But I think in the latter stages, you just play your best team possible. And Zach Steffen isn't in that for Man City. And if he was on the bench in for the semi-final today... I don't think anyone would have brushed an eyelid. And you, we may be sat here, you may be disappointed, I may be disappointed, Jack Grealish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if it could have been a completely different story if Edison was playing. And I think Man City, they're probably not too fussed, but it was a chance to get silverware at the end of the day. You know, they've well, now means... just got the title to fight for, as, along with the Champions League as well. I mean, um, when was the last time like City didn't win either of the domestic trophies? Did they not win both of them? What a question I, I that is. I mean, I've because no it's idea. like they always use these domestic trophies, the League Cup and FA Cup, as mm. momentum builders, just to yeah. get players used to winning, just to get like players used to lifting a cup. They they normally go quite deep into the cups, and granted, they did go quite deep into the the League Cup as well. Um, but that means there's there's no domestic cup for City this season, which means obviously they can't get a treble. Um, and really all it's on for them is the, is the Premier League and the Champions League, which I think, for me personally, adds another layer of pressure on those competitions. Absolutely. Because you look at Man City, you know, they, they've just spent £100 million on one player. That They've got to be backing that that spending up with titles and with trophies. You can't just be spending £100 million, £100 million on a player and win the same amount of trophies that his club <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> it would be. Um, uh, like, I don't know if is Gre- is Grealish lifted silverware in a city shortly yet. No, no, not no, not with no. Man City. No, not in Man City. No, um, that would be an interesting one. Oh, well, actually, like I, we can't write City off from winning the league. I think they're Absolutely. still probably the favourites for the league, and I still think they are maybe the favourites for the Champions League. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, although I would personally, I would, I would put Liverpool's favourite because I think Liverpool are very, very, very strong at tournament football. Um, as they've proven this season, that once with the extra bodies, they've been able to keep uh, competing several fronts. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Liverpool usually prioritise the Champions League because they they need the money to Champions. With Champions League football comes a lot of money that, that helps Liverpool expand into the team it is now. 
with a team so deep that it can compete well into you know all the all, any competition. And obviously, Jurgen Klopp spoke a wee bit about how he's not really happy with the the, the frequency of games, um, but he's definitely got a, a bigger squad. Not, not a, the squad is the same size. The talent within it is not equal mm. to what it used to be. It's no. much much better than it used to be. So. Um, it's not surprising to me that to, to see Liverpool, you know, sort of go deep into these comp- uh, these competitions. But for say, I mean, we'll come on to Grealish. I think he actually played one of his best games in a, in a city <laughs> shop for me today. It says because a lot, I think, yeah, I think on, it, it kind of looks as if his suits going through the middle is almost a striker, or a, we'll call it a false, mm. a false nine. But when he's when he's through the middle, I think it, it opens him up to kind of. I think he's a player that needs to be able to drift to either side and when he's, once he gets locked on, he's sort of one part in a play. He's easy to be found out a bit, mm-hmm. you know, he can fill him early, you know. Don't don't let him cut in, inside or just show him down the byline or whatever, you know. Yeah. it's. I think when he's got freedom to roam, he's a wee bit, he adds a few more dimensions that kind of makes him sort of worth that money, you know. Yeah, that's interesting to me because I thought personally that in the second half, he was a lot better when he was out on that left-hand side. I don't know if that's because maybe I'm I'm more used to seeing him on that left-hand side. He's definitely stronger on the left-hand side, but I think the, the freedom to drift in, mm, I, you know. It's it's an interesting one, yeah, because it's like I say, I'm, I'm more used to seeing him play on that left-hand mm. side. And for me personally, anyway, obviously everyone has their own opinions. I thought he was a lot stronger on that left-hand side today. Um, I think he just, really looked, he just looked more neutral and more not more neutral, more natural for him. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he got the goal as well, which would have boosted him. Um, but I think in that second half, he got a little bit more freedom as well with the ball. So, and as well, that ball through to Gabriel Jesus, which he should have scored to make it 3-2. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a beautiful pass. And it, it was the it was the Grealish of the Aston Villa days that I saw in that second half. Uh, maybe not to, to the same extent, but he's, he was certainly... M- more of Grealish, Grealish of old. Hmm. I mean, I'm not, I'm not totally convinced that he's going to go in and, and hit the heights maybe expected of him right now. But um, he kind of, he did. I don't know if you watched the, the build up to the match where he did that. I don't know if you. I can't remember who he was doing it. Love you with, but he kind of spoke about how he's not really hit those numbers that that you'd expect of a hundred million pound player. I mean, we say we'd expect of a hundred million pound player. You know, we look to Chelsea, Romelu Lukaku, who's you know, it was near enough a hundred million. I don't know, like a couple of two, two or three million off, a um, hundred million pounds. But and he's not delivering either. So it's there's, there's no sure things, especially when you're spending. You know, you look at Felipe Coutinho, who was bought for a hundred forty and just could not get going. You know, I don't know if that's there's a link to players with big, huge price tags and the pressure that comes with them, because. When you go for the, the the money like that, you're just you. No matter what you say, like money doesn't matter in football. You, there's you're just viewed in a different light when you come to a big yeah, thing. I, I think I think it's the it's the fact that you've all of a sudden got a price tag on you. Yeah, if you know and what it I mean. Follows you. And yeah, and it's like Coutinho's this hundred and forty million pound player, and it. I think with Coutinho, it was a bit different. He, from what I've heard, he's he's very shy, and so being the centre of attention, that 140 million pound player with the expectation that comes from Barcelona and the expectation of the shirt, I think it just got a bit too much for him. I didn't think that was going to be the case with Grealish. To be honest, I thought he'd set it alight. Um, but I think it's. I think there's certainly something attached to the psychological thing of 
all of a sudden having that price tag put I on actually back. thought there would be less risk of that happening because City have just a lot of expensive players in their ranks, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you're like, even an Afidaki, I don't know how much he went for 40 something million or something. Yeah, 40, <laughs> yeah. 50 million. It's something yeah, you know, that. and it's uh, the that team is peppered with expensive players, you know. So I was thinking, you know, Ruben Diaz, um, I don't know how much he went for. I'm assuming it was a lot of money to see, but it, it's not really talked about in the, in the light of City because City have no consequences to their spending, you know, they're mm. going to spend every single window that, that they have to spend in. You know, I mean, the the hundred million pounds that was paid for Grealish was followed up. You know, the previous to that, Pep said it was impossible for them to go and do any business. And along with that hundred million pounds for Grealish, they actually tried to buy Harry Kane for a hundred million pounds on top of that. So you know, there's just <laughs> there's no there's no consequences to City spending. So I don't really think it's really talked about that much. Whereas, like, um, you know, a seventy five billion pounds and a centre back from Southampton. For a Liverpool side, that's huge news. Yeah. But Van Dyke delivers right away and continues to deliver, you know. Um Harry Maguire crumbles under his price tag. Everything he does, every single mistake Harry Harry Maguire makes is, you know, broadcast to the masses, you know. Yeah. And and I'm I'm a Harry Maguire hater, as you would say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a hater. I just I just think he was I think it was a, an overpriced move. I think it was I think Manchester United bought him to stop him going to City. Um, and mm. I think, you know, I think if, Ma- if Harry Maguire goes to City and performs the same way as Manchester United, he's just dropped. He's out of the squad, you know? Yeah. And he's he's probably moves on on a free or a whatever, you know? Whereas yeah. City continuously trying, no, sorry, Ma- United continuously try to get that player that they've seen glimpses mm. of, Le- Le- uh, of Leicester. Yeah. I've, I've just been thinking for the past minute or so of players that have gone for huge amounts of money and that have continued their progress, if you know what I mean. Mm. It's like... It's not a long list. No, it really (laughs) isn't. You know, you've mentioned Van Dyke there, 75 million. I think he's the only one that really comes to mind, and that's only because you've mentioned him. Thinking Maguire, Paul Pogba, Gareth Bale, um, Grealish, they're the the first ones that come to mind for me, and they're they're flops, Mm. aren't they? Um, I, I, I'm trying to think of more. Lukaku would probably be Lukaku, of course, a yeah. They, they just don't perform to these price tags. So it'd be really interesting, actually. There's got to be a study out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if there isn't, some university listening needs to get on it. <laughs> Someone a lot smarter than us. Yeah. <laughs> that, that needs to do that. Um, but I think we'll move on. I think it was a, it was a great semi-final. Manchester City Liverpool continues to deliver every time we see them uh, and like I said in, in maybe the past few podcasts I, I do believe this is their error the, the error of these two teams I know it's not the like sort of like hard tackling derby of you know United Arsenal or whatever but I still think it's it's got a lot of its own qualities mm. just mainly on the football that's been displayed I think you know Definitely. there's some gorgeous football being played between these two sides uh, and I think you know every other side in world football just has to live that just has to live with them, you know. Even even your Bayerns, Bar, Barca's, and Real Madrid's, Chelsea's, whatever. Like it's fa- it's fantastic. PSG's as fantastic as those sides are. Sides are. I think this is this is the era right now of of Liverpool and City. And it could be for maybe the next two, yeah. maybe three years if if they stretch it out a wee bit. Um, City will continue to progress for sure. City will always be this monstrosity monster, just mm-hmm. buying all the best players in the world machine. If they go get a Haaland next year. 
you know, it's... Yeah, this, this is what I was saying to my dad when watching the game, you know, that Gabriel Jesus chance that Grealish put through for him. If that's Haaland, it's it's 3-2 instantly. And it's not it's not even a question. He buries that chance. He's a player I back to, to do well wherever he goes. Mm. I back him to do well. I th- see the boy's mentality. He's saying, don't give a fuck. It's, it's a very similar, maybe dulled down a little bit from a Zlatan Ibrahimovic. It's like Zlatan believed in himself so much that even when he like came close to failing, he just didn't believe it was a, possi- a possibility that he could, that could ever fail. You know, and mm-hmm. I kind of feel that like Haaland has a wee bit of bat about him. I think, like, if you watch Haaland's interviews, he has a very sort of like blase, he's not really cared about the press. He just kind of mm. believes in his own abilities and when he trains his training videos are like trains like an absolute yeah. animal that boy like <laughs> he trains like he plays as well see like a lot of people talk about anytime the conversation comes up like when i'm a city radio or whatever hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And it's like, who is the best player you ever trained with or something when they're asking a professional? Steven Gerrard would come up time and time again by mm-hmm. an English player saying he was the best player they ever seen trained because he trained like how he played with a lot of intensity. I think Haaland trains like that as well. So yeah. I, I just back him to succeed wherever he goes. So I'm hoping he does go to City. All right, Theo. Let's finish up with some of the Premier League results. Obviously, we're not seeing the game. These are the three o'clock kickoffs, and, and I didn't watch um, Spurs Brighton either. I was away out for a beard trim. I know. I just mentioned how fantastic I look. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there was a few games played the game. Uh, Brighton uh, beat Spurs. Uh, Man United just got by Norwich. Uh, Brentford beat Watford. That's a big blow to Watford. That that for me is the nail in the coffin. I think they they really had to sort of win win those games of the teams that are within grasp yeah. grasping reach of where they are on the table. Um, not that Brentford are in grasping reach, but like you know what I mean. The the sort of bottom mm-hmm. third of the of the table. They really need to get three points from those games if they wanted to make any sort of great escape happen. Um, so Farmington beat Arsenal as well. So that race for top four. It's kind of blown right open. Yeah, well and truly. And it, it's almost as if nobody wants it. It's, it <laughs> I mean, Spurs, <laughs> Spurs just weren't at the races at all against Brighton today. I watched the game. Um, and it, it's weird. Because I, I, I think they, they weren't that good against Villa either last week. Mm-hmm. And we battered them in that first half. And then the second half, they just... They just had chances and scored them. Mm. They had a chance in the first minute and scored it. That that's how the game went against Villa. Really, I thought we were much the better team, particularly in the first half. Once they got that second, and then the third, and then the fourth, it was it was a bit game over. Um, but yeah, Brighton just didn't allow Spurs any chances at all, and mm. they eventually got the goal that they fully deserved um, in the ninetieth minute and. Arsenal as well, losing again, again to a team that they should be winning. Oh, um, Southampton are on the beach as well, man. They have nothing to play for. They nothing. have nothing to play for. They're just kind of thinking, let's just, just end this season. Maybe James Ward-Prowse is like thinking, maybe I can bag a couple more free kicks <laughs> and uh, progress towards that, whatever that is, the most, most free kicks scored in the Premier League or whatever. But 
That is that is actually all they have to play for um, right now. They're not in any competitions. They are in no danger of getting relegated yet. They cannot possibly reach European football. So it's just about finishing as high as they can. And, yeah. You know. That mid-table from about eighth down, from, from ninth, which is Leicester, down to about 15th, which is Newcastle. It's just a minefield as to where any of those teams are going to finish. Because Villa are now 14th. I mean, we've got two games in hand on Brentford. (laughs) Mid-table is so close, it's ridiculous. And the amount of money that you get for just finishing a place or two higher is just crazy for some teams, Mm. isn't it? Um, So that's going to be interesting to see how that plans out. I'm not really too fussed where Villa finish. It'd be obviously nice to finish as high as possible. Um, but I think people sometimes get too addicted to to finishes where where you finish in the table, especially for mid mid table sides. I mean, we've we've got not got anything to play for. I think we'll get a few wins towards the end of the season. Um, but yeah, getting back to fourth, it keeps West Ham in it as well. I can't yeah. see them. I can't see them doing it. Um, if I'm being totally honest, because. There's, there's six points between them out. and Spurs. Never in a million years I'm not ruling that out, like man, because of, of, in terms of consistency, um, they might... I know I, they, I understand that they are where they are on the table in their West Ham, right? Mm-hmm. But I just I think they play... I think West Ham play on their day maybe the best football of those those teams competing for top four. Like on their day, West yeah. Ham can... If they're, if they're really on it, play some really, really West, fantastic when, football. Yeah, I agree. West, when West Ham are on it, like you say, they play some fantastic football. They don't have the depth for these clubs, though. Well, speaking of depth, I mean, Arsenal, and, that, and, that squad is so thin. Without the fullbacks in that system, yeah. um, you know, that the, the absence of Tommy Asu and Kieran Tierney is dreadfully felt in this side. Yeah. Tommy, you didn't realise how, how important Tommy Asu and Kieran Tierney are to this side until we're missing mm-hmm. without them. I've not seen this match, but I'm going to assume that, that Southampton had a lot of joy in the wide areas of the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Just to guess, that's, that's going to be my guess. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've no idea, so I can't help you on that one. But just another, just touch on West Ham again quickly. They're still going to be having an eye on the Europa League, and they they will fully believe that they can go all the way and win that competition, which is and then huge an automatic. Testament. Yeah, which is then an automatic Champions League place anyway. Um, so I think they're going to have one eye on the league, but also. I think their main focus now is the Europa League and having players fit and ready to compete against uh, who is it Frankfurt? That's one. That's going to be the priority. You back yeah. yourself for the cup, isn't it? Too many variables gone for the top four. If yeah, I was Moisey, exactly. I would I would rotate eleven players <laughs> in the game previous to Frankfurt. I really would. Because right, he's got the way he's got to see it. Right, there's there's what is standing in front of David Moyes in Champions League football right now at the table. It's Spurs, Man United and Arsenal. That's what stands in front of him, right? And the Europa League, all that stands in front of him between Champions League football is Frankfurt, potentially Leipzig or Rangers. Mm. Yeah, I know what I would be putting. I know what I would put. If I, oh, if I, if I, see if the, those two lanes and then you can pick then, one to go in. <laughs> it's I'm two one-off Europa games League. as well. It's yeah. two one-off games. Anything can happen in those games. You've You've got to. They've, that's that's got to be their focus, and I, I think it certainly is. To be honest, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, we'll watch match of the day tonight, and we'll we'll see the highlights for this game, and we'll probably look on Sky Sports to see the extended highlights. But I mean, that's they, these teams: Man United, Spurs, 
Arsenal at any point in a season they've, they've really all had the, the chance to nail on top four. Arsenal probably if they maybe got a wee bit of depth in the, the, the January winter window, then they might might have been able to continue that momentum. That good that they were on a good run that they could have nailed this for. Um, Spurs are just so up and down. I do. Sometimes they're amazing. Sometimes they're horrendous. I mean. That's <laughs> a strange one. They're, they're playing a Conte system without maybe the quality that is that's needed for a Conte system. So, at Manchester United, they're just fucking. I don't know, man. Like they're so lucky. To, they're so lucky to get a result against Norwich. Really, if you see <laughs> see the goal that the free kick that Ronaldo scored, Tim Krul has got to be doing better with that. How he doesn't save it is just beyond me. <sighs> Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldo hat trick, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We're going to come back tomorrow, <laughs> Billy Boy. And uh, once we do these games, we'll be able to come back and talk about them a bit more in depth. There's a lot of some football we'll be played tomorrow as well, along with the FA Cup. But until then, that is going to do us. Billy, thank you very much for joining me. Pleasure as always, mate. Thank you. Thank you very much for the listeners. Uh, until tomorrow, cheerio, bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs> 